So namaste, welcome everybody. We'll come into the sitting to start with. Make sure you grab anything that you need to make yourself comfortable for sitting. Remember a little bit of height underneath the buttocks can make the hips and the knees more comfortable. And make sure you do that little bit of wriggling around so that you can feel your sitting bones underneath you. And you can bring your pelvis into neutral. And then perhaps your spine really effortlessly starts to grow longer, stick taller. And let's start our practice by following our breath in through the nose and a long, soft sigh out between the lips. And maybe you do that a couple of times, following the breath in through the nose, a long, soft sigh out between your lips. And making a point of welcoming yourself to this practice. And maybe it feels comfortable to let your eyes gently close. And start to tune into some of the sounds around you. So in my space here, every now and then I can hear a bird outside. I just heard one then. I hear the traffic going past. I can hear my fridge running in the other room. Whatever sounds you can hear in your space. Remind yourself they're just sounds. They're not good or bad, they just are. And how very useful they are because they help bring our attention more into the present moment. We start to notice how one sound arises. Might be a moment of silence, maybe something else arises. We might start to notice the sound of our own breathing. Maybe we notice that sound at the tip of the nose or maybe it's lower down in the back of the throat. And maybe our attention gets drawn to other sounds around us again. Just allow the sounds to come to us. And then maybe we're drawn to the sounds of our own breath again. Maybe there's some other sounds in the body, the belly gurgling from breakfast. And we start to notice those internal sounds a bit more, the breath that might bring our attention into the body a bit more. And not just to kind of the outside surface of the skin of the body, but inside the body, that sensation of the breath filling us up and then the body emptying out. Just tuning into that space inside. Perhaps noticing what it's like to have that awareness of that internal space. That quality of attention like when we notice that. Maybe there's an element of curiosity. Maybe there's some elements of calm. Maybe we find that attitude of kindness. And you might like to start to come into a soft ujjayi breath. That's that breath that makes a little bit of sound at the back of the throat. But remember, it's not a sound that we're trying to make. It's just a sound that we allow to happen. Sounds a bit like the sea in the distance, the waves rolling in and out. 
Let's start to match some movement to that breath now. We might let the inhale breath float the head up a little way, raising our gaze towards the ceiling, and the exhale breath lower the gaze towards the floor. We might let an inhale breath roll an ear round towards the shoulder. And exhale breath, nod our head forwards again. And next inhale breath, roll our ear round to the other shoulder. We might float the head back up to neutral again and let an exhale lead us round into a little twist in the neck, one way and then the other. And then we might start to roll through the shoulders. So the inhale breath, float the shoulders up towards the ears, the exhale, relax them down. And we've rolled a few times in one direction, we might roll a few times in the other direction. Notice how the arms perhaps move slightly differently. And then let's start to roll around a little bit on our sitting bones. So we could roll the whole of the torso around in some circles. Well, you might notice how that movement connects with our breath. We breathe out as we come forward or do we breathe in? Making sure we go in both directions. And then making the circle smaller until we come to sitting upright again. And let's change the cross of the legs because they've been this way for a little while. So change the legs over. It's the khaki cross and it will feel a bit awkward. Do any wriggling around that you need to do to bring your pelvis into neutral again. And let's take the hands out to the sides. Let's let the fingertips rest lightly on the floor. And then following our breath in and out, we could let an inhale breath Float the right arm up towards the ceiling, maybe feeling the breath a bit more in the right side of the rib cage. And exhale to release it back down. And inhale, go to the left side. And might go side to side a few times. And maybe when we get back to the first side again, to that right side, we inhale, float the arm up. And then as we exhale, we come around into a little twist, letting that right hand fall towards the left knee. Maybe we stay in our twist for a couple of breaths, letting the breath kind of adjust the position of the body. We might find the inhale opens the heart a bit more. And sit taller. And a longer inhale might bring us out of our twist on this side. We follow the breath out. Wait for the next inhale. Let's float the left arm up. And then exhale, come round to our twist the other way. And again, a few breaths here, maybe some little adjustments to the position of the spine. Noticing what it's like to notice the breath here. And notice our alignment. What's that quality of attention like again? Maybe it's a bit curious. And we can find an attitude of kindness. And then a longer inhale breath to come out again. And we could roll around on the sitting bones again here. And circling the torso around. Making sure we go in both directions. 
And then making the circle smaller until we get to sit upright again, nice long spine, maybe taking a moment to follow the breath in. Maybe a long soft sigh out again. And then let's rearrange ourselves, come over onto all fours into our cat pose. Maybe you might take a blanket underneath your knees if you like a bit of padding there. And take a bit of time to wriggle from side to side. Maybe pick up a hand, loosen the fingers and the wrists. Before you spread the hand wide and place it back down on the floor. And balancing our weight between our four foundation points. Checking out the alignment of the spine. And then coming into our upward and downward cat and noticing where that urge to move comes from. Maybe we feel like, oh, I just need to contract those lower back muscles a bit here. But then I can release them as I go to my downward cat. Maybe it's the breath that leads us into our upward cat. There might be a little pause. And then the breath that leads us into our downward cat, maybe a little pause. Just noticing those sensations in the body. How curious can we be about them? And maybe we start to find that that depth of noticing makes our movement from our upward cat to our downward cat a little bit more effortless. We might do some hula hooping cat at some point, take the waist and the rib cage round in some circles. Circling one way and then circling the other. And then coming back to a neutral spine, maybe we could walk the hands out in front, gradually lowering the chest towards the floor. So coming into our stretching cat. Noticing the little adjustments that you might make as you come into that position. Maybe it's a wriggle of the hips or the shoulders. Maybe it's a lift of the chest and then a releasing back down. And then we can very carefully walk the hands back in towards us again. And let's walk them all the way back in towards the knees so that we can come up into our high kneeling. So steadying ourselves here in our little hill pose. And then can we very carefully shift our weight across to the right so that we can step the left foot forward into a lunge and the foot a little bit further forward of the knee so that maybe we can do a little wriggle backwards and forwards and loosen the hips. Maybe we want to stay high here upright in our kind of rocking lunge or maybe we actually want to take the hands all the way to the floor and walk them backwards and forwards we might start to stretch into the back of that left leg and then at some point let's make ourselves nice and steady here so a nice foundation front foot against the floor back knee against the floor spine long relax the shoulders and we could wait for an inhale breath to let the arms float out and up and exhale to relax them out and down maybe we go up in front maybe we do different things with each arm Maybe one arm goes out to the side and one arm goes out in front. 
if we swap it around you might really notice what our quality of attention is like here having to do some asymmetrical things and then maybe at some point we pause with the arms lifted, perhaps a little lift in the heart, a crescent moon pose for a couple of breaths. And then we could relax the arms down and start to walk that front foot round to the side and let's stretch the leg out so that we can come into our gate pose. Getting the hips comfortable, relaxing the arms and the shoulders. Waiting for an inhale breath to float the right arm up. That's a little slide down that extended leg. And then releasing the right hand all the way to the floor and floating the left arm up. So our two variations of our gate pose. That's moving with the breath. Opening one side of the torso and then the other. And then coming back up to upright, we could draw the extended leg back in. We might pause for a moment in our high kneeling, our heel pose. Just check out our balance. And then shift our weight across to the left so we can set the right foot forwards. And perhaps a little bit of rocking here again. Loosening the hips. Perhaps starting to stretch into the back of the front leg. And then the quads on the back leg. We might stay upright as we do that or maybe we feel like, oh, I want to take my hands to the floor. We could walk them backwards and forwards. And then at some point we could come back up if we folded forwards. Find our nice foundation here. Tune into that flow of the breath again and let the breath move the arms around so they might float out and up on the inhale and then relax out and down. You might reach up in front. So noticing what it's like to match breath and movement. And again, perhaps noticing what the quality of our attention is like if we start to do some asymmetrical things with the arms. Perhaps we notice there's a little voice in our heads that goes, oh, this is really hard. I need to think too much about this. Shouldn't this be easier? Or maybe we can find a voice that's a bit curious about this movement. and offer an attitude of kindness and patience. And at some point we might come into our crescent moon pose for a couple of breaths. And then when we relax the arms down, we can walk the front foot round to the side again, stretch the leg out to come into our gate pose on this side. So again, getting the hips comfortable, relaxing the arms and the shoulders. That's waiting for an inhale breath to send that left arm up. And an exhale breath to take the left hand to the floor. And when we feel like we've spent an equal amount of time on this second side, we could draw that extended leg back in, maybe pause for a moment in our um, high kneeling. 
And then we'll make our way into downward dog pose. So if you've still got socks on, you might like to whiz them off at this point. And remember, walk the hands a little bit further forward of the shoulders. You might tuck the toes under, sit the buttocks back towards the heels for a bit. And then what's the most effortless way that you can make your way into your downward dog pose? Where does the push come from? How do we breathe? Do we need to do some little adjustments of the hands or the feet once we get here? We can paddle the heels. You can rock backwards and forwards between the hands and the feet. And then from our downward dog pose, we could come through a plank pose briefly. And then maybe we'll go back to our downward dog pose. And then come through a plank pose briefly. Notice what that's like to kind of find that strength in the arms to alternate between a plank and a dog. And then you can take the knees to the floor. Exhale, sit your buttocks back on your heels in your child's pose. A couple of breaths here, maybe giving the hips a wriggle. And then finding a really effortless way to come back up onto all fours. So I always say float yourself up with your inhale breath. Bring your weight forward over your hands and let's bend the elbows just a little bit and then push the floor away again. Come back up. Exhale, sit your buttocks back on your heels. So you can rock backwards and forwards a couple of times again, noticing what it's like to find the strength in the arms to do that little yoga push-up. And then maybe on the next one, instead of that yoga push-up, you could do the controlled flop. Bend the elbows, controlled flop all the way to the floor. Let's move the hands a little bit further forward and come into our cobra pose a few times. So how effortlessly can we rise up into our cobra pose? Is it with an inhale breath? Is it with a little push of the hands to support us? Maybe we notice there's the muscles contracting in the lower back or even in the glutes. Or you might just go up and down maybe two or three times. And the next time you come down, rearrange your arms so that you can push down really hard and pick yourself up and make your way back to your downward dog. And then walk your, hand, your feet towards your hands at the top of your mat. Come into your standing forward bend. Maybe rocking backwards and forwards on the feet, finding your balance. Maybe giving the shoulders or the head a little shake. And then let's inhale, come up halfway to standing, make that nice tabletop with your back. And then inhale, come the rest of the way up to standing. You might stretch the arms up. And then exhale, release the arms down. And maybe we give the shoulders a little wriggle here. We might rock side to side to get our balance. And then find our Tadasana here, our mountain pose. Maybe we soften through the knees for a moment so that we can push the feet down into the floor, find that strength in the legs. Maybe that rebounding force comes all the way up through the pelvis, along the spine, right the way up to the crown of the head. We're connected to the ground. That standing tall. And still breathing. And we'll come into some standing poses here. So let's do a little rocking from side to side, just experimenting with taking our weight on one foot and then the other. 
And then next time we're rocking across to the right side, let's pause there. We make the right leg nice and strong so that we could start to peel the left foot up off the floor. We might come up onto the tip of the big toe for a moment. Maybe there's some little adjustments we need to make in the position of the pelvis. And how much action we've got going on through the core, the position of the shoulders, the position of our gaze. And then maybe we could peel that left foot all the way up off the floor and maybe bring it up so that we can touch it with the left hand. Pausing in our hand to knee pose. And then let's soften the right knee to standing leg so that we can step this left foot back about half one of our leg lengths. So the front knee's bent, back heel grounded on the floor. We could come into a little warrior one pose by floating the arms up towards the ceiling. Perhaps following the breath in and out a couple of times. And then waiting for an inhale breath to straighten that right knee. Let's exhale and start to fold forwards. You might bring the hands down to the hips to remind yourself to fold from the pelvis. And the pelvis is like a bowl. It's like we're tipping it forward to pour something out the front of the bowl. And maybe you let the hands rest somewhere on the front knee. A few breaths here and then waiting for an inhale to float ourselves all the way back up again. We can exhale, bend that right knee again back to our warrior one. And then wait for an inhale to straighten the knee again and then exhale, start to fold forwards again. And now from our forward bend here, let's start to soften this right knee. So bend it again so that the knee comes over the ankle. And maybe we can start to take a bit more weight on that right foot. We're starting to bring our weight forward into the front foot and start to peel the left foot, the back foot up off the floor. And maybe we stretch the arms out in front or out to the sides, some little aeroplane wings to help us keep our balance here so that we can play around with a bit of warrior three, starting to lift the back foot off the floor. And then stretch the back foot further away and come up again. So we come up into our warrior one again with a longer stance. And maybe at some point we let an inhale breath float the arms up again in our warrior one. And then from our warrior one, we could go to warrior two. So let's turn out the back leg, that left leg. The heel comes to the floor if it was lifted and we could relax the arms down to shoulder height. And following the breath in and out here. And then we could drop that back arm as it comes past the back leg, turn the back leg in again, the hips face towards the short end of the mat. We come back to our warrior one. And we could relax the arms down, bend the back knee so we can do a big push off the back foot and step all the way forwards, finding our Tadasani here again at the top of our mat. <clears throat> following the breath in and out and I'm going to change ends of the mat so you can still see me when we do the other side. So in our Tadasana here, let's start to rock our weight from side to side again. And next time your weight's rocked across to the left side, make that left leg nice and strong so it can be your standing leg. And start to peel the right foot up off the floor, maybe coming to the tip of the big toe. And 
at some point, maybe lifting up that right knee so that we can hold onto it lightly with the hand, our hand to knee pose here for a few breaths. And then bend the knee of that standing leg, the left leg, so that we can step the right foot back behind us, about half one of our leg lengths. Let's inhale and reach the arms up. So our warrior one here, short little warrior one. And follow the breath in and out. And wait for an inhale breath to straighten the front knee. And then on an exhale, start to fold forward. So remember, we're folding from the hips, from the pelvis. And you come forward a bit. You might let the hands rest lightly on that front knee. And then we can wait for an inhale breath again to come all the way back up and exhale to bend our knee again back to our warrior one. Pressing the back heel, that right heel into the floor. Seeing what we notice in the legs, in the hips, in the arms, in the shoulders. I'm waiting for an inhale breath again to straighten the front leg and exhale to fold forward. A couple of breaths here again in our forward bend. And then let's start to bend that left knee, the front knee. So the knee comes over the top of the ankle. And we can start to take a little bit more weight into the front foot. Remember, we might stretch the arms out somewhere to help us keep our balance. And maybe eventually we can play around with a bit of a warrior three, lifting the back leg. We can stretch the back leg further away and come back up into our warrior one with a longer start. And the arms might float up towards the ceiling again. And then we could go from our warrior one to our warrior two. So we turn the back leg out, that right leg. My arms could come down to shoulder height. And we just turn that back leg out enough so that we can turn to the side. We don't turn it around so far that the knee starts to roll in. Remember, we like to look after our knees. I'm following the breath in and out here. And then going from our warrior two back to our warrior one. So drop the back arm and as it comes past your leg, turn your leg back in again, both hips facing towards the short end of your mat. And then you can release the arms and do a big push off the back foot again to step forwards back to your um, mountain pose, your Tadasana, pausing to follow the breath in and out. And let's bring the hands into prayer pose in front of the heart. And we'll do a couple of sun salutations here. So starting in your Tadasana with your weight balanced, shoulders relaxed, following the breath in and out. Wait for an exhale to soften the knees, relax the arm, and then inhale to grow tall. And then exhale to fold forwards and down. Let's bend the knees enough so we get hands to the floor and step the left foot back into our lunge. And then our right foot back into our downward dog. We might have a little stretch in our downward dog for a moment. And then come through our plank pose. And maybe like we did earlier, we alternate a couple of times between our plank pose and our dog pose. And then we take the knees to the floor and we sit the buttocks back on our heels in our child's pose. A couple of breaths here, maybe wriggling the hips. 
And then an inhale, breath to float us back up onto all fours. Let's do a couple of little yoga push-ups. So bend the elbows and then push the floor away. Exhale, sit back on your heels. Maybe a couple more times or maybe you skip this and you just do that controlled flop to the floor. Eventually, that's what we'll all do, that controlled flop to the floor. Reposition your hands and come into a little cobra pose briefly. And then lower back down. Reposition your arms again so that you can pick yourself up. Make your way back to your downward dog. And then you might step the left foot and then the right foot forwards. Or maybe you just walk the feet forwards towards the hands at the top of the mat. Into your forward bend. And then a little inhale, bring you halfway up, make that tabletop with your back. And then another inhale to bring you all the way up. Exhale, relax the arms. And then onto our second side. Inhale to grow tall. Exhale to fold forwards and down. Bending the knees, hands to the floor. Let's step the right foot back into our lunge. Our left foot back into our downward dog. Little stretch in our downward dog. And a bit of alternating perhaps between our dog pose and our plank pose. And then eventually we take the knees to the floor, sit the buttocks back on our heels, a couple of breaths in our child's pose. And then coming back up onto all fours, let the inhale float you up. And then exhale, bend your elbows. Inhale, push the floor away, come back up. Exhale, buttocks back on the heels. So perhaps a couple of little yoga push-ups here. And at some point, instead of a yoga push-up, do that controlled flop all the way to the floor. Reposition your hands so that you can come into a little cobra pose. Lower back down. Again, reposition your arms so you can pick yourself up, make your way back to your downward dog. And again, you might step the right foot forward and then the left. Or maybe you take little steps and tippy-toe the feet forwards towards the hands. Inhale up halfway. And then inhale up the rest of the way. Exhale, relax the arms down. Come back to your Tadasana again. Follow the breath in and out. And now we will make our way down to the floor into sitting. So you might pause in your Tadasana here. Let's do a bit of movement planning about what's going to be the nicest way for you to make your way down to the floor. Maybe you do a forward bend and a downward dog pose. Maybe you do a squash. Maybe you walk yourself down through a lunge, take one knee and then the other to the floor. taking the time to work out the best way for you. And then when you come down onto the floor, come into sitting, sitting on the edge of a blanket again. You bring the soles of the feet together into your bound angle. Sit tall here and maybe you stay sitting tall or maybe you feel like, oh, I need another forward bend. And slide the hands further down towards the feet. If we can imagine tipping the pelvis forwards to come into our forward bend.
And if we have come forwards, at some point, maybe we feel a longer inhale breath coming and that would bring us back up. And we could slide the left foot in a bit closer and underneath the right thigh. And then pick up the right knee and put the foot flat on the floor. And we can either keep it here in front or we can take it across to the other side and tangle up the legs tighter. And can we sit tall here? Follow the breath in and out. And maybe it's on an exhale breath that we can kind of feel that lead us round into our twist to the right. Notice where your arms kind of end up. Hopefully somewhere that's supportive but is not about levering ourselves around into our twist. And can we still be breathing here? And maybe just for a little bit of fun, we reach down with the left hand to take hold of the outside edge of the, the right foot. And then we start to press that right foot out into the hand. It might float up off the floor just a little way, or maybe it starts to extend away. And then we could bend the knee again, release the foot, release that of our twist, untangle the legs, come back to our bound angle for a moment. And then same on the other side. So we could draw the right foot closer in, slide it underneath the left thigh, pick up the left knee and put the foot flat on the floor, maybe here or maybe all the way tangled over. Sit tall here. And then coming around into your twist, notice where that kind of action comes from as you come into your twist. Is it from the shoulders moving? Is it from the belly moving? Is it from your inner core kind of coming round? It's not just the outside surface of the skin that's kind of twisting round. The whole inner core of the body. You'll notice where the arms naturally fall. And then for a bit of fun, you could reach down with the right hand, take hold of the outside edge of the left foot and start to press the left foot into the hand. And then bend the knee again, release the foot and release out of your twist. Bring the legs around in front and maybe we'll stretch the legs out long for a moment. Sit tall in our Dandasana. And then let's come into a little boat pose. So bend the knees up and bring your feet flat to the floor. And you might use the hands holding onto the legs somewhere to kind of help lift the spine. You might find the breath helps you lift the heart. Bring the spine into neutral. And then playing around with, oh, perhaps coming onto tippy toes, perhaps lifting a foot or two. Perhaps letting go with the arms or doing any kind of combination of any of that. Making your way into your boat pose. And then when you come out of your boat pose, cross your legs and lean forwards a bit. Take your hands or your fists to the floor. Let's see if we can push down and pick anything up. And then you might come back to another boat pose. Remember, take your time coming in, align your spine. And then when you come out, cross your legs the other way. And same thing again, lean forward, push down with the hands against the floor. And then go for a little walk on your sitting bones and make sure you're in the right spot on your mat and that you don't have any blankets underneath you or anything so that you can recline your way back down onto the floor. 
And maybe when you get there, you want to stretch the arms and the legs out really long. Maybe you want to bend the knees all the way up in towards the belly and rock on your back for a bit. And then let's release the feet back onto the floor, reasonably close towards the buttocks so that we can do a little bit of bridge pose. We can start with the hands down by our side. You might experiment with how you come up into your bridge pose. So does it make more sense to come up on an inhale breath or an exhale breath? You might just kind of come into your bridge pose and notice what happens, or did you not breathe at all? And then what happens when you come back out? And is there some little pattern that you can find here coming in and out of your bridge pose a couple of times with your breath? And when you've kind of gotten to know that particular pattern reasonably well, you feel like you have kind of a deeper awareness of what's going on as you come in and out of your bridge pose. Then pause for a moment in your easy rest position. And can you imagine changing that pattern around? So maybe if you did an inhale when you came up, try doing an exhale. Or if you held your breath as you came up, try breathing either in or out. And maybe we notice that the quality of the movement is a little bit different, or our bridge pose feels a bit different when we get there. Maybe at some point you want to pause in your bridge pose for a couple of breaths. And maybe when you stay in your bridge pose, the thing you do automatically is to walk your shoulders in underneath you and interlace your fingers underneath you. Maybe you do that for a little bit. And then maybe you release the hands and you take the arms out to the side at shoulder height. Notice how this is a different bridge pose. And then maybe you even experiment with walking the feet a little bit further apart from each other or a little bit closer in. And then when you come back out of your bridge pose, again, what's the first thing you feel like you need to do? Maybe it's just stretch the arms and the legs out really long. Or maybe it's to hug the knees in towards the belly and rock on your back. If we've hugged the knees in towards the belly and rocked on our back for a little bit, then maybe we start to circle the knees around in opposite directions for a little while. Practice some of our breaststroke legs. Make sure you go one way and then the other way. Or we might hold on to, say, the left knee with both hands. So that we can stretch the right leg out long along the floor. Maybe we stay here for a bit, following the breath in and out. Or maybe we draw that right leg back in and swap to the other side. We might alternate from side to side a few times.
We've done both sides evenly. We might hug both knees in again. And then spread the arms wide at shoulder height. And release both legs over to say the right side. And then let's draw that right arm over to join the left. So we end up lying on one side. And then come into your twist again by drawing that left arm in, starting to stretch it away behind you, then letting the legs follow, rolling to your twist on the other side, and then letting the arm follow. So we might roll from side to side in and out of our twist. And when we feel like we've rolled from side to side evenly and enough, we might come back to lying on our back again. And maybe we notice there's a couple more bits of movement or a little bit more stretching that we need to do to make ourselves comfortable for our final relaxation. Maybe it's to stretch one or both legs up towards the ceiling. Maybe it's to cross one ankle over the opposite thigh and do a little bit of sleeping pigeon pose. Maybe it's to stretch the arms and the legs out really long. Or to do a few snow angels on the floor. So sweeping the arms out to the side and back behind the head and sweeping them out to the sides again and bringing them back down by our sides. Possibly some of this moving around, these last bits of movement, might be to put some warm things back on. So to grab some socks or a jacket, maybe grab a blanket. So that you can kind of maintain your body temperature when you come into relaxation. Remember you do cool down. And aligning yourself nicely for your final relaxation. So adjusting the position of the hips and the pelvis, the lower back. Working out whether you would like to keep your knees bent with your feet flat on the floor or whether it's comfortable to extend the legs away. Wriggling the shoulders down away from the spine. And adjusting the position of the arms distance from the sides of the body, the shoulders are the most relaxed, the heart feels open. Maybe taking a moment just to gently roll the head from side to side a little, feeling the weight of the head so that when you let it settle in centre and it feels heavy, maybe some tension drops out of the neck muscles. And like we do at the start of the class, you might follow the breath in and do a long, soft sigh out between the lips. And you might do that a few times, following the breath in. A long, soft sigh out. Making a point of welcoming yourself to your final pose for your practice.
reminding yourself that this final pose, your Shavasana, with the little reward that you get at the end of your practice for the work that you've done. You might still be feeling some residual sensations in the body from the other poses that we did in the practice. Just allowing those sensations to be there, so resisting the urge to fight with them, to try and make them go away or make the body relax. That's just kind of softening around the edges of those sensations. And reminding yourself that in this time we just allow the physical body, the heart and the mind to absorb the goodness of the practice we've just done. Remembering we don't have to do anything for that to happen other than just be here. And we might start to notice what the quality of attention is like that arises when we just allow ourselves to be here. The trust that our body, our hearts and our minds know what they're doing. They'll absorb what they need to from this practice. We just give them a space to do so. Now there's no need to open your eyes just yet, but our practice is nearly over for this morning. You might like to start drawing some deeper breaths back in. And start to wriggle the fingers and the toes. Gently roll your head from side to side. You might start to move around into the arms and the legs, maybe bending them up or stretching them out. And at some point in your own time, roll over to one side so that you can use your hands and your arms to help you to make your way up to sitting. And you might see if you can keep your eyes closed as you come up and just find any comfortable seated position so that you can bring your hands into prayer pose in front of your heart 
bow your head down towards your hands. Maybe take some time to express a bit of gratitude towards yourself for the practice this morning. And perhaps offer yourself a bit of reassurance that you might forget the details of this practice as the day goes on and you get caught up with other things. But you can't undo the practice that you've done. It's still with you. And you could release your hands out to the side and take a nice big inhale, breath, stretch your eyes up and blink your eyes open. Exhale. So peace, everybody. Thanks for joining me again this morning.